chapter three of wild bird guests by ernest baines this librivox recording is in the public domain the destruction of birds by their natural enemies by the natural enemies of birds is here meant those wild creatures which naturally prey more or less upon birds these include wild cats wolves foxes bears raccoons weasels mink skunks wolverines squirrels rats and opossums among our mammals shrikes grackles crows jays certain owls and hawks and occasionally other species among the birds snapping turtles and many snakes among the reptiles bullfrogs among the batrachians and pike and possibly other voracious species among the fishes there are others but these are the principal ones in this country animals like cats dogs and pigs which have been domesticated by man and european starlings and sparrows which have been imported by him are not strictly speaking natural enemies of our wild birds and will be treated of elsewhere some of the bird enemies mentioned above do a great deal of damage others only a little and some so offset their own evil deeds by keeping other bird enemies in check that it is hard to decide whether we should class them as friends or foes probably all our wildcats including mountain lions kill some birds if good opportunity offers and when wild turkeys and grouse were abundant they probably took their share audubon once saw a bobcat capture a wild turkey and on another occasion watched one pounce upon a partridge in a covey which it had been carefully stalking he also states that grouse and other birds form part of the food of the canada lynx but these powerful cats prey upon so many four-footed creatures such as squirrels rabbits and even deer and mountain sheep that it is doubtful if they would be a serious menace to bird life even if they were much more numerous than they are the damage done to birds by wolves is probably slight owing to the fact that wolves prey chiefly upon other creatures but we may be sure that no bird or nest of birds discovered by a wolf is permitted to escape if he can help it both timber wolves and coyotes have been known to kill domestic poultry a tame coyote i once had at my home used to kill wounded birds whenever he saw them and once killed and partly ate a turkey gobbler weighing nearly twenty-five pounds there is plenty of evidence to show that foxes are often destructive to bird life it is easiest to get such evidence in the spring when there are large families of hungry young foxes to be fed at the mouth of a fox den at this season one may often see feathers bones and other remains of grouse quail and poultry i once saw a fox shot just as she was about to enter her den with a grouse in her mouth foxes are wonderfully alert sharp of ear keen of sight and scent quick on their feet and very intelligent if they were good climbers they would be perhaps the worst enemies the birds could have even as it is they capture 
wild birds in many different ways sometimes they stalk them and spring upon them as a cat might do and a fox has been seen to take a quick run and a tremendous leap and catch a small bird on the wing they will attack game birds on the nest and their habit of capturing grouse which have been spending the night under the snow has long been known i once saw a fox barely miss capturing a grouse as it left its snowy shelter another method not so widely known but which is apparently adopted by a good many foxes and possibly other animals consists in following the trail of persons who ramble in the woods and fields apparently in the hope that they will lead to something desirable foxes are naturally curious and have long been known to follow people seemingly to satisfy their curiosity now and then a fox comes upon the track of some one who has been visiting a bird's nest and following it finds that it leads to a meal of eggs or nestlings ever afterwards probably that fox will follow the trails of other human beings who cross his path in the hope of similar pleasing results so closely will foxes follow up clues of this kind that in some parts of the country to visit the nest of a ground-building bird is said to doom it to destruction personally i try to avoid going close to such a nest except when really necessary for i greatly dislike to add to the many dangers which already surround the little home but foxes have many good points which we sometimes overlook when speaking of their evil deeds they eat great numbers of wild mice so destructive to the crops and young trees and possibly to birds as well i have watched them for hours when they did nothing but catch grasshoppers and it is well known that at certain times and places the much-hated woodchuck forms a considerable part of the fox's diet not long ago i surprised a fox as he was eating a very large woodchuck when he saw me he ran off with his prey but i shouted at him and he dropped it he had probably killed it the day before eaten a part of it and buried the rest for it was rigid and had evidently just been taken from the ground bears in the united states probably harm the birds very little they are usually too slow of movement to capture anything that can fly and the damage they do in this direction is probably limited to the devouring of eggs in nests which they happen to stumble upon that at certain times and places bears may menace a colony of birds is pointed out by dr charles h townsend who has kindly called my attention to captain cartwright's journal of june eighteen seventeen seventy seven where it is recorded that polar bears were killed and their stomachs found to be filled with the eggs of eider ducks raccoons eat a wide variety of food of which in most places young birds and birds eggs probably constitute only a small part i doubt if they often capture full-grown wild birds waterfowl sitting on their nests may suffer in certain localities and perhaps raccoons occasionally capture birds on their roosts at night comparatively slow-moving creatures fond of fruit ripe corn insects crawfish frogs wild mice and domestic poultry they would as a rule be likely to destroy wild birds nests only when they happened accidentally to find them 
i once had two raccoons in a large pen in which i had placed a tree for them to climb one morning having a live crow and no special place for him i put him in the pen with the raccoons he flew about made himself at home and his hosts seemed barely interested in him ten minutes after dark i went to see if everything was all right and found nothing left of the crow but his feathers a raccoon had probably climbed the tree after the bird had gone to roost and either captured him where he slept or caused him to blunder to the ground in the dark practically all members of the weasel tribe including skunks and mink are enemies of birds most of them will eat the young and sometimes the eggs weasels are probably very destructive to birds since they are extremely active and fearless wonderful climbers and in the wild state almost wholly carnivorous moreover they seem to kill for the love of killing whether they are hungry or not a fact testified to by many a farmer whose poultry-yard has been visited by these bloodthirsty creatures weasels hunt by scent like hounds and cover great distances in a day as any one can prove for himself if he will try to follow the trail of one through the snow to a certain extent however they are the friends of wild birds since they often kill other creatures such as mice rats and squirrels which are also enemies of birds a lady in cornish new hampshire tells me that she once saw a weasel chase and capture a chipmunk in an oak tree near her house and then leap some ten feet to the ground with the victim in its mouth a year or two ago the old farmhouse in which we are living had become infested with rats when one autumn morning a white weasel or ermine appeared in the woodshed for a day or two after that there was a terrible commotion in the walls and ceilings as the weasel chased his squeaking prey from one stronghold to another to finally kill them after a last desperate scuffle then when the, all the rats had been killed or driven away the weasel came into the house and made himself at home mrs baines was kind to him and he soon became tame taking food from her hand and coming up into her lap to drink milk from a saucer he stayed until spring when he left the house never to return in spite of the good services they perform however i should not consider weasels desirable neighbors for one who was trying to attract birds to the home grounds minks and skunks are probably much less destructive to bird life in the first place neither of them climbs to any extent and their diet is more varied the mink operates chiefly along streams and feeds very largely on fish frogs and other aquatic creatures nevertheless audubon states that in his day the mink in the salt marshes of the south lived chiefly on marsh hens and sharp-tailed finches which they captured by springing upon them as a cat would do it is also known that they kill young wild ducks and mr william brewster reports the destruction of a colony of bank swallows by mink skunks are much slower in their movements than their cousins the weasels and probably do much less harm to the birds they seldom attempt to climb and on the ground they are neither clever enough to stalk a bird nor quick enough to run out and catch one what damage they do is chiefly confined to the eggs and young of birds which nest on the ground even so i should not regard the skunk as a desirable tenant in a bird preserve 
wolverines like bears probably destroy such nests as they accidentally find but these animals are not numerous enough to constitute a serious danger to bird life red squirrels are persistent robbers of the nests of small birds in spite of the fact that this is disputed by certain well-known authorities that some red squirrels do not have the nest-robbing habit is quite possible if not probable but the fact remains that as devourers of eggs and young red squirrels have few if any equals the first time i ever saw a red squirrel interfere with a bird's nest was many years ago i was attracted by the frantic cries of a pair of scarlet tanagers which had a nest in a pine tree in the garden i rushed out to see what the matter was and discovered a red squirrel calmly seated on the edge of the tanager's nest and eating one of the eggs he held it in his paws as he would a nut and he was losing some of the white which trickled from his jaws i drove him away but he soon returned and i felt obliged to shoot him the first creature of any kind which i had shot in fifteen years since then i have known so many nests to be destroyed by red squirrels that i will not allow one of these animals in my garden or in any other place where i am trying to attract birds my friend frederick h Kennard, a trained ornithologist and a careful observer has many times seen red squirrels destroy the homes of birds such destruction has been seen by many other naturalists some of whom have seen red squirrels bite off the heads of young birds and eat out the brains as they would eat the meat out of a nut gray squirrels as a rule are not so destructive but there is positive proof that some of them at least destroy birds nests and when they become numerous in a particular locality and when other food becomes scarce probably they do not hesitate to eat either eggs or nestlings chipmunks often destroy the nests of birds which build on or near the ground or in artificial arbors and have been seen carrying off young birds in their mouths usually they do not climb enough to disturb birds which make their homes in trees flying squirrels are gentle little creatures which probably seldom if ever destroy eggs or young birds though they often make their homes in deserted birds nests in hollow trees and even in nest boxes muskrats are said to eat the eggs of birds nesting near water and in the marshes but though i have lived where muskrats were plentiful i have never seen any evidence of it that common rats are often very destructive to the eggs and young of domestic poultry is well known and there seems to be no good reason to believe that they would spare any young wild birds which they found unprotected they are excellent climbers our native black rat being almost the equal of a squirrel in this respect whether our wild mice and shrews are destructive to bird life or not is a question on which we have little information they are all more or less carnivorous and white-footed mice at least are wonderful climbers using their tails as well as their clever little feet the dormouse of europe is known to be destructive to birds and it would be rather strange if creatures so similar in other habits were entirely guiltless of nest robbing much of what has been said about raccoons may be said with equal truth about opossums while not among the principal enemies of birds it is safe to say that they destroy practically all nests which they discover in their daily search for food many birds prey more or less upon other birds 
but comparatively few seriously reduce the bird population shrikes especially northern shrikes in winter are sometimes very destructive to small birds some observers state that shrikes make a specialty of killing european sparrows and to whatever extent they do this they are friends of our native birds but that they do not confine themselves to sparrows there is plenty of evidence in the village of meriden new hampshire where we make special efforts to attract birds by feeding them in winter shrikes cause us a lot of trouble one winter we fed great numbers of pine grosbeaks they are naturally fearless birds and became very tame under kindly treatment the shrikes were so bold that they would attack the grosbeaks under our very noses a neighbor mr lewis stickney who fed a large flock of birds saw a shrike kill two in his garden one of these was feeding on the window-sill under the roof of the piazza though the shrike was possibly an inch and a half the longer of the two it could hardly have been so heavy as the plump well-fed grosbeak yet the butcher bird actually carried off its victim after carrying it for a few feet he dropped it in the snow picked it up dropped it again and then perhaps getting a firmer grip carried it for fully four hundred feet before disappearing i have been obliged to shoot several shrikes in my own garden where they come for the chickadees and other small birds which we always have in numbers i once saw a shrike pursue a chickadee from point to point in the bushes until the little titmouse lost his head and flew out over the open country the shrike was after him instantly and quickly overtook him and bore him to the earth and it is very apparent that the small birds know their enemy and fear him as soon as he is seen the pine grosbeaks fly up in alarm and scatter to the four winds but when some chickadee gives the frightened squawk which in winter usually means a shrike nearly all the other chickadees freeze wherever they happen to be in a food-house the window-box or in the shrubbery and they often remain rigid for as much as five minutes or more allowing us to go close up and photograph them with the camera only a few inches away grackles are well known to be persistent robbers of nests where there are large colonies of these strange-faced yellow-eyed birds it is probable that many nestling songsters are taken to feed the young grackles that blue jays are even more destructive is the belief of many observers one famous ornithologist told me recently that it was his private opinion that every individual blue jay was a nest robber and if he is even nearly correct the loss of bird life from this one cause alone must be considerable for in the greater part of eastern north america the blue jay is a common bird crows useful as they are at most seasons often get the nest-robbing habit and when they do they become a source of great distress and disaster to the small birds a few of these like the kingbird and red-winged blackbird seemingly by the great vigor of their attacks are able to drive the crows away but many others fail to do this and their nests are pillaged with impunity many a time in the breeding season have i seen a crow sneaking through the trees and bushes where he had no legitimate business evidently hunting for birds nests but with no positive evidence against him until the frantic cries of parent birds call attention to the thief flying off with the nestlings in his bill not long ago a crow came into a garden on the main street of meriden and was seen flying off with his bill filled to overflowing with young robins 
he had carried off the whole brood at once not all crows perhaps have the nest-robbing habit but those which do are not only destructive themselves but may possibly spread the habit among their brethren some of the owls also are destructive to smaller birds but usually their vices are not unmixed with virtues for instance the great horned owl while he sometimes kills crows and grouse and other useful birds is a notorious destroyer of skunks and probably weasels and other bird enemies the screech owl undoubtedly kills many small birds some no doubt while they are asleep on their roosts others are probably dragged from their nests from the wing and tail feathers often found in the nests of screech owls it would seem that they capture a good many flickers but of the birds of prey in this country cooper's hawk and the sharp-shinned hawk are perhaps all things considered the very worst not only does each individual kill and devour a great number of small birds but these hawks are common over a wide range and thus constitute a serious check upon the increase of other birds there are several other kinds of hawks the duck hawk for example which are just as savage and individually just as destructive but they are uncommon and therefore have but slight effect on the bird population of the country the sharp shin is a small silent fast-flying hawk that suddenly appears seemingly from nowhere descends like a flash of lightning upon some small bird in the grass or dashes into the foliage of a tree or bush to emerge a moment later with a limp song-sparrow thrush or other little songster in his talons in a field close to my house i saw a sharp-shinned hawk hedge and kill a blue jay almost as large as itself and several times i have shot one of these birds as he was pursuing bird guests in my garden dr a k fisher the great authority on american birds of prey reports that he has examined the stomachs of one hundred and fifty-nine sharp-shinned hawks fifty-two of them happened to be empty but of the one hundred and seven which contained any food there were poultry or game birds in six and other birds in ninety-nine it is true that six of these hawks had also eaten mice and that five had eaten insects but this does not alter the fact that the principal food of practically all those hawks consisted of birds the habits of cooper's hawk are much the same as those of the sharp shin and he is worse simply because he is larger more destructive to poultry and needs more birds to satisfy his appetite i once examined the stomachs of five cooper's hawks a female and her four young in one day and every one of them contained parts of small birds most of our hawks are very useful but many of them suffer severely for the sins of these two snapping turtles which often grow to a large size are said to be destructive to waterfowl on ponds and rivers i have been told by poultry keepers that these powerful reptiles will seize ducks by the legs and drag them under the water mr e a quarles an officer of the american game protected and propagation association told me of a snapping turtle which he knew had killed fifteen young wood ducks and mr c h peace of canaan connecticut showed me a photograph of a full-grown duck which he and his wife had seen mangled and killed by a snapping turtle the duck was feeding with its head under the water and the reptile seized the head in its powerful jaws and crushed it snakes are notorious devourers of young birds they are splendid climbers and thus are able to rob nests built in trees and bushes as well as those on the ground the skulls of snakes are loosely put together 
and the muscular tissue which binds them is very elastic this permits them to be stretched to an almost unbelievable extent and is the secret of a snake's ability to swallow creatures much larger than his own head i once caught a milk snake at a catbird's nest with a fully fledged young catbird just disappearing down its throat needless to say the meal was interrupted the snake which i afterwards measured was twenty-seven inches long the common black snake perhaps because of its large size is one of the most destructive some years ago i was approaching a clearing in the woods when i heard two parent song sparrows uttering frantic cries and as i came up i saw a large black snake make off and disappear under a pile of brush close to the point where i had first seen it lay a fledgling song sparrow which the snake had just prepared for swallowing its body seemed to have been squeezed out until it was long and narrow and it was wet with the slimy saliva with which some snakes cover their prey before swallowing it large bullfrogs have been known to swallow young birds but i do not believe that they are anywhere a serious menace to bird life pike and certain other large fish sometimes capture waterfowl and at certain times and places may be very destructive edward howe forbush once saw a pied-billed grebe which was watching a hawk spring out of the water to escape a pickerel which had tried to seize it by the feet one might think that with so many natural enemies and with the wholesale destruction of bird life by the elements there would soon be no birds left yet it is a fact that all the storms that sweep the earth and all the natural enemies including savage people would seldom make any lasting impression on the normal bird population if it were not for civilized man and his works to be sure some kinds of birds become very much reduced in numbers owing to severe storms but these very disastrous storms do not occur every year and in the meantime the natural increase makes up the losses and among the birds and their natural enemies nature preserves so nice a balance that as a rule no one species gets very much ahead of another until civilized man steps in civilized man has many needs and many desires and displays great ingenuity in supplying the needs and gratifying the desires when these needs or desires involve the destruction of animal life the fine balance which would otherwise be preserved by nature is apt to be destroyed and the next chapter will tell some of the ways by which civilized man becomes directly and indirectly perhaps the most dangerous of all bird enemies End of chapter three